Hello, everybody. Welcome to our show, Reset. Reset. And I'm very excited to be here tonight with my co-host, Jackie. Hi, everyone. <laughs> We've got a great guest for you tonight, somebody who brings the energy, who brings the excitement and the motivation. So I hope you guys hold on to your seats, but not for too long, because you'll probably have us up and moving and exercising before you know it. He is the master himself of no excuses. He is the one, the only, Dr. Oz's personal trainer, Donovan Green. Donovan, welcome to our show, Reset. Oh, man, it's good to be here, baby. I feel like I'm resetting already. Like, wait a minute, where do I press the button? <laughs> We it's are, great. We are very excited to have you, Donovan. I'm so excited, Donovan. And Jackie, I believe you have a story for him, right? I had the best day today, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell Donovan. So I was uh -oh. him early this morning, and I'll give a shout out to my trainer, George, Georgie from Body Culture. <laughs> and I did pull ups on my own. What? Hold on a second. The littlest band. But I did four rounds, 10 each, and I think I'm starting to get some pipes. Wait a minute. Is those guns I'm looking at? I hope you have some license for that damn thing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, this is my struggle, and I felt like I, like, climbed over a mountain yeah. because I had these tiny little arms. Mm, and, like, I, don't... I could never do a pull-up. Well, wow. Never day, never. Never well, no, I did it. And not only that, what a metaphor for life. You know, she was telling me earlier. Yeah. She was talking about pulling herself up. And I said, wow, that's a reset. Yeah. yeah reset that's is all reset. about pulling yourself up from that, that place. Yeah, pulling right? yourself up from that place. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously, I've done that. But now <laughs> I literally did it. <laughs> Yo, you, you know what's interesting? I think that's a good, a, a very good analogy, right? Is pulling yourself up from that place in life. That's why so many people are so afraid of success is the hard work that it takes to get there. And a pull up to me is, you know, people say, yo, D, how much can you bench press? How much can you squat? How much can you blah, blah, blah. And I said, don't ask me that question. That doesn't test my strength. Mm -hmm. Ask me how many pull ups I can actually do, because a pull up really is a test of character. So, girl, you done blew up your character today. You done overcame something where you definitely hit that reset. But now. You don't need to Epsom salt, some hot water, a bathtub, and <laughs> you're going to have to and, soak. And Donovan, <laughs> speaking of like Thank resetting you. and pulling yourself up, right? Yeah. You've done that in your oh, life. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you had options. You could have been in a gang and you could have, you know, allowed yourself to succumb to mm -hmm. your environment. Yep. Goes a different path. Can you tell us about that whole journey and what that was like for you? I mean, oh, yeah. People oh, know you're from the boogie down, right? Yeah. Yeah. When the boogie down, big up, big up Jamaican people, them, you know, so Jamaica with them, you know. <laughs> they were like, what did he just say? I said, respect my Jamaican people, you know, I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically I got here in 84, you know, I came from Jamaica. When I got here, let me tell you something, drugs was, was like one of the biggest things. We got to see gangs, I got to see murders robberies. I mean, I experienced a lot. My little sister and I used to actually walk around and collect these little crack valves because there were these bright colors, the yellow tops, the red tops, the green tops, and we'd see who collected the most colors. Had no idea that this was drugs. <laughs> we were just collecting them like little kids. You know, we're innocent. Um, and I look back at that moment, I'm like, wow, that could have went wrong. 
because we could have opened up a little valve, a little bit of crack left behind. Let's see what happens if I taste it. (laughs) 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 You know, that could have went, that could have went totally different. And I, I remember being in the park with my buddies and hanging out one summer and I heard boom, 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 boom. And everybody started scattering. You see some guys shooting at this dude. This guy's running. He gets shot in his chest, and this guy just drops on the ground. Still alive. We go over to him and trying to help him out. You see his chest expanding. And, you know, at this time, I mean, we're little. We're young guys. You know, we're not grown ups and everything. You remember how so old you- Yeah, how old at, at, at the time, I was 14 years old at the time when, I, when that happened, when that, when that incident happened. The first death I saw, I believe, I think I was probably 10 or 12 when I saw the first person get killed, which was a guy that stabbed his wife in the back. But I don't want to be too violent. Actually uh, witness that? Yeah, 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 witness guy stabbing his wife in the back. In, yeah, in the apartment I, building or in the No, no, this was outside on the streets. This was out on the streets. But I don't want to get your listeners to feel like, you know, oh my gosh, it's so violent. Oh, this, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're, we're going to come to a, a beautiful spot real quick. Let's keep it positive, right? So, you know, as a child, I'm looking back at my life now, I'm like, wow, that direction could have went very differently. Um, I started learning how to... Huh? huh? The impact of just seeing something like that. Oh my gosh! From a, as a little child, it's, it's, did, you have, it's, did you have nightmares after you saw that as a kid? Do you remember? You know, it's funny. No, I didn't have nightmares at all. I always, um, since I, as far back as I could remember, I have always been that guy that looks at life as experiences. So people say, "What do you regret in your life?" I tell them nothing, absolutely nothing. Everything is an experience. Um, was it meant for me to see that that day? Yeah. Was it meant for me to to hear the gunshots? Yeah. I mean, everything in our life is an experience and. It's how you take that experience, right? It's, mm-hmm. You look at the experience and say, well, you know what? I'm going to become a, a, a gang member because I grew up around the, the guns and I grew up around the drugs. So therefore, I become a product of the environment. No, I could have done that, but I chose not to. I created the product of the environment. I created the mindset, the mind shift, the, the reset. I, I did all of that, mm-hmm. which led me to where I'm at right now. You know, because I was never afraid to be the cool guy. I was never afraid to be the musician. I played baritone. I played trombone in junior high school. In, in high school, I was a French student. I don't, don't ask me to speak French right now, though, because I totally forgot a lot of the words. Only thing I remember <laughs> I is Je Paul Dunavain. Is it a big sense? You're better than me. <laughs> but, but, you see, but you see, like what we're doing right now, guys, how we're having fun. Yes. That's what I realized in my life that I, want, I prefer to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and like when people see me, they ask me, how are you so positive? I tell them, you know what? It's because I'm, when I choose something that I want to do, I give it my all. So I knew for a fact that if I chose to become a gang member, I would have been the best gang member in the world. Like I would become the most ruthless guy in the world. So I knew that would have required a lot of bad things to be done, right? And then I said, wait a minute, but I want to be one of the or the best guy in the world. So I chose that path and that path has been leading me exactly where I'm at right now. There's a story you tell that I think is very uh, uh, important to your journey. Mm. It's the story you tell about being in the gym and the guy that wanted to fight you. Oh. Now, people don't know how far we go back. I mean, oh, yeah. Way back in the time. <laughs> way back. <laughs> way back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, tell that story because I think it's a fantastic example of just some of the things that you're, you're talking about now and this whole reset process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you're talking about one of my good buddies, Diamond. You know, um, when Diamond and I, and I connected, 
Let me just tell you the story real quick. I remember being on a train, on a five train, heading back uptown, and I saw this big monster guy on the train getting angry at some guy. And he punched the door, the glass, and cracked the glass. This guy was 265 at the time, 6'5 in height. I'm 6'2, I'm 200 pounds. This guy made me feel like a smurf, okay? Like, hello, sir. <laughs> My name is Donovan, right? And let me tell you, I, I didn't think about it that day. So I'm in a barbershop one day. Below the barbershop, we had a martial arts studio. Oh, yeah, yeah I was a barber. I was a barber. I, I really fit the Jamaican stereotype. <laughs> I a job. 50 jobs. <laughs> I fit the stereotype of a Jamaican. <laughs> so somebody run downstairs, and we had a dojo underneath the, underneath the barbershop. It was like a little gym, and we are doing martial arts studying. And somebody said, yo, D, come upstairs. There's a guy that want to beat up the barber. So I come upstairs and I see the same big guy that was on the train. I'm like, well, good luck. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> I'm going back downstairs. I'm pretending like I ain't seen nothing. Right? So I had to go back upstairs, man. Yeah, I had to be as real as possible. Went in the barber shop, started trying to talk to this gentleman. And uh, the more I tried to talk to him nicely, the more upset he got. Like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm, be nice. So I'm, he's going to feed on that niceness and become upset. He gets on the phone. And call some guy to the gym, to the barbershop. Yo, bring the hammer. The hammer is another term used for a gun. And if a lot of people don't know what that is. So I said, what? So I flipped my switch too. I was like, wait a minute. You just call somebody to say, bring a, a gun? First of all, I got my family coming here. I got customers coming here. I got more people coming here. You're going to bring a gun because of a haircut? Let's go outside because I'm going to tear your little butt up. And this is what I told him. I was really serious at the time. So we go outside and he comes outside. He see I wasn't playing at the time. And um, immediately, I had to rethink my strategy. Instead of being violent, I had to get down to his level first, show him that he can't bully me. Mm-hmm. And, but instead of it becoming a fight, we actually ended up becoming like brothers. I said, yo, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Where you got that body from, bro? You're a big dude, man. And I think if you hit me, I'm going to shatter, right? So I'm putting some humor <laughs> back into it, right? And uh, I said, I'm opening a gym around the block, and I would love to show you the gym around the corner. He's a little hesitant at the time. And... The energy that went from negative and, you know, rah, rah, incredible Hulk, I'm going to smash you. It went from that to a much more positive mindset. And I asked him, I said, do me a favor. I really don't want nothing bad to happen out here. So get on the phone and just, just forget about who, tell the person that you called, forget about, forget about it. Because we don't want it to go there. If it goes there, it's not going to be a pretty thing for you or for me. So he did that, walked him around the block, showed him the gym, and from that point on, he started coming to the gym piece by piece, and I started kind of testing his character. He would come in, pays $5 for the day, and he would use the bench press, leave the weights where they are. And I'm like, yo, my man, come here. Yo, uh, yeah. you got to rack those weights, bro. You know, so I'm testing his character. He's a big guy, you know, but, you know, size don't matter to me. I said, yo, you come to this gym, you got to rack your weights, D. Rack them. So I'm starting to watch him and he started respecting it more and more. And then I sat down with him, asked him about personal training. If he ever thought about becoming a trainer, he looks at me, he says, nah, I don't, nah. You know, cause he did a lot of time in jail. He said, I don't really have the energy or the education for that. So, well, you got the body for it and I got an education. So I'd be more than happy to educate you moving forward. And I hope I'm not boring you guys or you listen to the no, story. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, great. So moving forward, I started teaching them personal training within that mindset though started teaching him spiritual training as well how to start tapping into his love rather than his anger for everyone so we're there bench pressing one day and um i'm like yo diamond come on bro i get a little emotional when i think about that too because it, it brings me back to that moment and this guy is just like pushing the weight up and i says yo 
my man, give me more. What are you doing? Give me more. And he racks the weight, gets up crying, shedding tears, turns around, gives me a hug. Yo, I love you, bro. And I'm looking at this damn, I'm like, man, man you about to make me cry too, man. I started getting tears running out my eyes. You see two grown men hugging each other. I love you, man. I mean, if you walked to the gym at that moment, it wouldn't look so well, you know, like, what's going on? What's happening? But, uh, you know, but what that showed me was that, like how I shifted my mindset, there's so many people out in the world who have that love vision within themselves, but they don't know how to tap into it by themselves. So we all need support somehow. We all need to back each other up somehow to pull somebody when they're falling, right? Hold them, catch them, don't push them. But, you know, make sure that that person is doing it on their own. All you're doing is just guiding them. You're not forcing them. So me and this guy became like great friends. We became brothers, man, like literally brothers. The same way brothers do. We went through a lot of arguments. We went through a lot of threats with each other. I'm going to bust your butt. Yo, come into the gym late again. Come to the gym late again. What should I do to you? Come late again. Come late again. <laughs> so, you know, so we, it was just awesome. It was great. It was great. That's great. Is hey, that the story? Is that a, talked a lot about spiritual weight. So mm. in, in her book, Reset. <clears throat> I talked mm. a lot about spiritual weight loss. Because mm. it's exactly what you're saying. Like all the things that happen to us stick to us. Yeah. We grow and grow and grow. And it doesn't mean like we have to physically grow. You know, mm -hmm. for me, I did. And that mm -hmm. was part of like, my excitement today with my pull-ups. Pull-ups. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it was just so wonderful. <laughs> That's an achievement. <laughs> yes, it was, right? Oh, yeah. Me and George were like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. But um, no, but the thing is, like, everything that people do to us sticks to us. Mm. And we carry that in our life. And it, you don't lose that spiritual weight if you don't break your shackles you're never going to live your unique divine purpose mm. you're never mm. going to do it because uh. you're not going to be open to do it because you're going to be closed off and there's That's always right. going to be an excuse yeah it's i love important. you yeah i love you i love it's, you too it's interesting that you use the word spiritual weight because one of the things I do when I'm doing motivational speaking is I'll get, I'll get in front of an audience and I'll tell people, look, the first thing I see people come, they want to lose weight. And I tell them, what kind of weight do you want to lose? Hmm? Mm. What do you want to lose? People yeah. say, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. But what kind of 20 pounds is it? Is it spiritual yeah. 20 pounds, a mental 20 pounds, oh, emotional shit. 20 pounds, right? Because everybody look at the, the physical. The physical is tangible, right? The physical is what you can see right now. You look in the mirror, you can see if I'm a little pudgy in my gut or, you know, my chest don't look right or my booty ain't that tight. Ooh, it's yeah. tangible. But what got you to the point to where you ain't that tight? What made you gain the 50 pounds? Extra? Yeah. What added that, right? Something broke. Those shackles that you mentioned, there's something holding you back. There's something, the chain disconnected. So mm -hmm. with my clients, I talk to them about that. We need to reconnect the disconnected, right? Yes. And I tell people like this, I tell people like this, you need to disconnect from the internet and reconnect to your internet, right? Because the internet is what blinds us. The internet is loaded with information 24-7, 24-7. Look at that. You become a scientist from the internet. But you can become a scientist with too much knowledge to the point where you know nothing at all. Right. So spiritual weight is deep. I love the fact that you're doing that, that you're even mentioning that. It's, it's everything. Because mm. spiritual weight and spiritual weight loss is everything. Because yes. it all starts in our soul. Mm. And if we don't fix that, our spirits are way down, our souls are way down. 
Mm. And like, I can remember just like looking in the mirror and just being like, dead. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, you're like, I don't know that girl anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Where's my light? What happened? Wow. wow. Why did I let it happen? And wow. I think a lot of people feel that way. You know? Yeah. A lot of people feel that way. And they've been through that. And they've right? been through it. And it's important. And I think that sometimes you can get better, but if you don't deal with that stuff and you don't deal with that spiritual weight loss, that is coming back, baby. Mm. And it's you're gonna learn that lesson over and over and over until you really learn it. Yeah. That's 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 true. <laughs> what would you say is your biggest lesson in this process in your own reset? Yeah. My reset was trusting people. Because, um, Sifu, you know that you and I have been through pretty much very similar things, right? And it's like trusting people was one of the things where I invested time and money into so many different people, people that I was trying to help to, to do better in their lives. And at the end of the day, I got the, I got the stick in the butt. Like, ah, I'd have heard it. Ah! <laughs> you know, it's like, what happened, guys? What the heck, man? And, you, you know, you're wondering, like, yeah. how is it that I'm helping so many people and I'm getting the same exact Bad end of that stick is bad. So I went through a moment where I, I didn't want to help anybody anymore. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't even want friends. Like my wife would tell you, like people say, oh, Donovan, you're such a nice guy. I'm not a nice guy. I'm just a guy who's just very positive. Mm -hmm. You know, niceness is very different. You could be nice and be fake all day. I'm just one of those guys who is just real. I'm, I believe yeah. in love. I believe in, in, in taking charge in life. And I believe in pushing, right? But um, I just didn't want to be around people anymore. I went through that moment where I'm like, you know what? That's it. That's it. And I had to hit that reset button and I had to learn how to trust people. Mm. And the way I started doing that was telling myself, the only way you're going to trust people is to trust that people are going to be people. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, you, you see, so it's not me trusting people. It's trusting the action that people are going to just be people. Yes. And if, if someone does something to you, it's not everybody else in the world. Because mm. you're talking to it. You're talking. Listen, you're talking to a guy like this, right? Many years ago, I had long locks. I had really long locks. It's funny because even Dr. Oz, when I cut it off, he walked past me, didn't know who it was. He didn't know who his own <laughs> trainer was. Like, I was like, man, it, it's me. It's Donovan. <laughs> See, you remember when I cut my locks off. I chopped it off. Yeah. However, if it wasn't for my, ch my children and my wife and my mom, and of course, you know, people like yourselves, I would be living in Thailand, in the mountains, chilling with my, my hair still growing, my beard puffy, because I'm that type of guy that loved to be in a very quiet spot mm -hmm. but i had to hit that reset button and once again learn how to trust people did i answer your question yes i have something to okay. say though. i think that um i've had the trust things mm. a lot with people mm. i've seriously loved mm. you know ride or die people and mm. you can't even believe it money all that stuff but i think the disappointment comes when we expect people to be like us, yeah. we expect wow. the result of what we would do. Mm. So if you were like, Jackie, can you help me with this and loan me this and I'll pay you back then? I'd be like, well, yeah, because <laughs> I would do what I said. Yeah. And we expect people to do what they say and they don't always do that because we think they're like us and they're not. Mm. So it's that old thing. And in the Bible, it says it too. Like, it's about expectations. You're not supposed to have expectations. Correct. But we have them anyway because we're human, you know? Yeah. And it's okay, yeah. but it's a yeah. hard lesson to learn. Yeah, so it hard. is. And it's a reset lesson. It's a reset lesson. And it's kind of like 
know, you know, know yourself, know who you're getting involved with, listen to your red flags. Yep. Because if you don't, they will hit you over the head. Yep. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Then you're gonna have to pull yourself up. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about, girl. And you, Donovan, you you are really good at motivation. As a matter of fact, your book, No Excuses. Yeah. Awesome. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. I read a little bit. I will be honest, but not the whole thing. I'm sorry. Good job. Good job. It's okay. So Twenty push-ups. That whole no excuses concept. What made you come up with no excuses? You know, it's interesting. I love that question, right? Because I used to grow up and watch people fail around me all the time. Mm -hmm. I watch people try to push and work hard and do everything. I mean, people try to make more money, live an American dream, right? And it's work, 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 but they fail. They failed either at making more money or failed at making a stronger family or they failed at, you know, singing a song they wanted to sing. They failed. And some of them passed away and failed because they didn't get to share their gifts at all with the world. And um, when I opened up my gym in the Bronx in 2008, I was seeing once again, more and more people fail. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you using the word I can't? I can't do it because my legs are burning me. I can't lose the weight because blah, blah, blah. And I just kept hearing the words can't, can't, can't. So I decided to create a, a thing that said um, the words I can't do not exist and, or does not exist. It was a, we didn't know if it was do not or does not. So we made two different t-shirts and we had the word can't burning up like flames. And I'm looking, I'm saying, guys, every time I hear the word can't, everyone is going to drop. In the, in the gym, I mean, the whole gym. If yeah. one person says the word can't, everyone is going to drop. I don't care if it's a granny. I'm 95 <laughs> years old. Drop, granny. Give me 20 push-ups or something, woman. I want to hear nothing. So um, <laughs> I started looking at that, that word. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys ain't got no excuses. You don't have no excuses. I hear people complaining that they don't have enough money, but you're driving a BMW, though. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm not making that much money, but you have food to eat. You have food to eat. You have clothing on your back. So don't use that word. I don't want to hear no excuses from you, right? And I started really driving into that. And I realized the word no excuse had a lot of impact. It impacted people's mindsets. Yeah. So when they, people come and tell me something, you remember the little staples button, um, the easy button? Yeah. yeah. So I had the easy that button. Easy. Yeah. Oh, that was easy, right? That was that was easy. <laughs> I had the easy button at, at the very front of the gym and people come in really upset. Now think about this. This is a low income area, have a lot of gangs in the area. We had bloods and crips and cops in the same gym working out together. It was a very neutral spot just to give you that environment. And people will come up with problems and say, yo, do me a favor, press the easy button. Take a deep breath and press the easy button. <sighs> that was easy, right? I said, that's life. It's <laughs> <laughs> life, right? So, that's what really got me to start creating the no excuses concept. We did a, we did a test run on Dr. Oz um, on the website and the no excuses series took off like crazy. I mean, even Oprah or her people loved it. The Dr. Oz promoters, the producers, they loved it. And we followed through and I said, you know what? I'm going to make a book called no excuses fitness, which is, which is implying many different things, not just about the physical workout, but about mm -hmm. the mental workout, the emotional workout, what creates excuses is experiences, right? Either someone experienced something that they don't want to go back to it, or they're afraid of the experience of that something. They're afraid of failing. So, ex excuse, right, so excuses become this, this uh, neutral zone for people. But I'll tell you one thing. If you want to have results, you cannot have it while you're making excuses. You have to choose one or the other. 
You want to feel better? You want to get that reset going on in your life? You want to find that breakthrough to your balance? You have to get rid of the excuses. If you're, if you're loaded with excuses, then nothing is going to happen. What are they saying in the Bible? You can't serve two gods, right? Yeah. You can't serve two gods. You can't have excuses and, and success all together. You're right. Woo! That was hot. <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> This is how he is all the time. Then, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fan over there. I hey, might need it. Donovan, uh, can we do that little thing you do with the no excuses? Which one? Oh, like I'm stuck in a chair. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't work out. Can you blink your eyebrows over and over again a thousand times? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go give it to me let's go give me some more excuses i have a bad bad shoulder bad can shoulder. you move can you move your legs can you tighten your abdominals up can you go side to side yes sir i have a bad back guess what you can squeeze your booty when you stand up every day just squeeze and clench <laughs> clench it's a private workout nobody would know you're doing it i have a bad knee your problem <laughs> you can still work you can still work your arms right <laughs> I love it. And the list. Come up with one. Give me some more excuses. Come on. I have bad toes. Oh my gosh. Is it ugly or is it broken? Like. <laughs> no, it's broken. It's broken. Well, guess what? You, you can sit down on the chair and do a million different workouts. That's why I created chair workouts, by the way. Yeah. So it's funny because what Sifu is doing is awesome because, right? That's what we did on the show. Yes. Is that, you know, he, he, Dr. Oz came and asked me all these questions. Well, I got a bad back. I can't see. The sun is in my eye. Idea is there's no excuse I ever heard that I can accept. I don't want to, I don't, I don't accept anything. What's the only one I accept is what? Is if you're dead. If you're dead, if you're dead, <laughs> if you're dead, I can't help you. Here's At least what, I didn't. I didn't uses. I'm too busy. Oh, you're too yeah. busy. All I need from you is only five minutes of exercise per day. And what about if you're too tired? I'm too tired, Donovan. Exercise helps to increase your energy and boost your endorphins. Yeah. Which chair workouts. Yeah. Let's yeah. Chair, chair workouts. Workout. It makes it so easy, right? You it makes can be it at the so office. I mean, it really does take the excuses away. That's right. It does. It's, you know what it is? It's, 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 it's fighting a problem and creating the solution. That's what business is, right? Mm -hmm. You find a problem, you create a solution. And so the biggest thing was, what, like I told you guys, is excuses. I kept on hearing these excuses and those, those injury stuff, like, you know, I don't have the time. And when I mentioned chair workouts, people think of, like, senior citizen. It's only for old people. More <laughs> <laughs> whole people of stuff. I'm not doing that. Right? And it's like, it's like, what? Give it a shot. And then I took a couple of Marine guys, martial artists, like yeah. you, Sifu. I yeah. took, like, I mean, really fit people put them through some of the chair workouts. And when they're done, they can't believe what they felt in five minutes, 10 minutes. They're like, there's no way I did all that with a chair. So I put together an archive of like thousands of workouts that right now we're in the midst of filming about another hundred workouts with the chair, ranging from mobility to strength, to balance, to core strength, and you know, building stamina and all of these things in, from the chair. It's like, wow, who don't have a chair anyway? Right. You know, you know, and I'm going to give, yeah, I'm, right? you have huh? I have, well, I have the website, um, chill workouts. I had an app, but the app kind of said bloop because the technology wasn't up to par. So we're going to rebuild the app 
But the website, chairworkouts.com, mm-hmm. has been doing phenomenal. People are getting in there. They're loving it. It feels good when I hear people that had hip surgery or back surgery or neck issues. They never thought they'd work out again until they get the workouts. And the chair workouts, they're like, oh, my God, this feels so good. You know, um, the sad thing is pretty much is that every 35 seconds, every 35 seconds, someone dies of a heart attack in the United States of America. That means that from the time that we have been on this this call right now, we have lost more than 30 people dead, gone. Every year, 300,000 Americans die from sedentary lifestyle, things associated through diabetes, through cancer, obesity, and all of these things. Every second, every second, 106.5 people die in the world. That 0.5 is half because sometimes they will live, they'll survive it. So when I look at these stats, it's like, wow. But those are not the stats that really bothers me. The stat that bothers me is the recommended amount of exercise that, that we're supposed to get weekly. We don't reach that. We fail at that. And it's not like you need to do 10 hours of exercise. Do you guys know the amount of exercise you got to do? It's two and a half hours per week. That's ridiculous. That's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, huh? It's like nothing. It's like nothing, but think about it. I mean, I want to just I wanna slap him. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is your life right now. You don't, you don't, you, you made me want to cry. I'm like, come on, man, get up and do something. Do something. But you know, well, let me tell you, huh? you, you know, every yeah. day, 20 minutes, take a walk. It take a lot. All right. You see what you guys just said? Take a walk, right? People don't look at that as exercise. Okay. Because they spend so much money. The, the, the fitness industry spent billions of dollars to, to get people to, to shift their mind from what real exercise is to what they make it. It's the jumping, it's the running, it's the heavy weights, it's the, it's the climbing the walls and look at me. Ooh, I'm so ripped up. Ah, look at those guns. <laughs> that has nothing to do with fitness. As a matter of fact, those are the ones who are broken up years later. Exercise mm-hmm. is created to, to, to take all the imbalances in your body and balance out your body. If you have a severe back problem, like I used to have, I have only a small back problem now, that means that your hamstrings might be too tight. That means that your lap mus- muscles might, might not be working enough. But they're not talking about it. It's not marketable. You know, when you talk about balance training, what the heck, I'm not going to lose weight with that. Mm-hmm. So we lose sight with what fitness really is. Oh, let me stop talking so much. Now, now you're, you're so much more than just a fitness guy. You're a coach. I yeah. Mean, you know, in every sense of the word, and, and you and I have had some very deep, intense talks about what it is to be your best. Mm. So, so share with our audience. I mean, we, we could really break it down and get into our own conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for, every, sorry for everybody. People, right? Yeah, if you want to speak English, right? keep it so everyone understands. We don't want to be like, you know, astronauts. No, we'll keep but, it real. Let's, let's get into the psyche. You know, what, what separates people as far as like, you'll notice like some people can, like, like, like you, you grew up in a tough environment, challenges, you worked your way up and you've been through all this stuff and you look at life in a very positive way, but not everybody does that. How did you learn that mindset, first of all? Because was it the martial arts taught you the mindset or was that just in you? Like some people are just like at a happy vibration. Like I'm a happy person. No mm-hmm. matter what, I'm going to giggle, whatever, even if I'm having my moments and I cry, right. 
Like, I'm generally a happy person, you know? Yeah. But I always say that's my faith in God, too. Like, I've yeah. always had a yeah, great root in that. Mm-hmm. So I look at things differently. So that would be, like, my start. Mm-hmm. Did you have strong faith? Because it sounds like you did. Yeah, I, I do. You do? I did, and I, I do. I mean, like, as a kid, as a kid. Yeah, as a child, yeah, definitely. I mean, I grew up around, um, I grew up around Christian faith and, and Rastafarian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think it's extremely different. It's not that that different. No. Both both faiths believe in Jesus Christ. It's just that one believes that Selassie I, um, was the reincarnation of Christ. But um, you know, when you look at life, you look at life. What I learned about myself is I love challenges. Mm-hmm. I, I embrace challenge. I learned that. I learned that actually, you know what? The martial arts is where I really started learning that. When, I, when my mom and dad couldn't afford to put me in martial arts school, and I started learning how to do martial arts from TV. I said, hey, what, what, what else is there to do? Every Saturday morning, I was in my dojo. Let's go, baby. I was breaking up my mom's stuff. And heck, you guys don't want to put me in the school. That's what you get. Ta-da! Ta-da! And I'm teaching myself the hard stance, watching the tiger crane. I'm doing all this stuff. And, you know, I'm a little kid. And it's like, I'm teaching myself this. And all the kids who... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we got problems. We got problems. <laughs> you were a white thing. That was hot. That was hot. What was hot? I didn't understand. I didn't understand that either as a child. Like, why they talk like that? I thought all. I thought all Asians were like, why? Like, what happened? So, um, so there were, there were kids in the neighborhood who uh, studied martial arts and, and we would challenge and I would beat every last one of them. It was actually impressive. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And what I learned from that was, dang, when you want something bad enough, you're going to do what it takes to get there. And when you get there, you're not going to settle for there. Because what's there anyway? You, you get good. You get a trophy. What next? You just give up? No, you keep on trying to beat yourself or beat the next man that's better than you. So I learned that. But um, during that time, when I started getting the hits and stuff, when I got a little older and I started studying the V-Jitsu system on the Professor V um, and I got my hits, I was like, oh, that felt nice. You know, most people are afraid of getting hit. But it's like, it's like life. It's like doing those pull-ups, right? It's like, I want to do that. It's going to take too much work. I can't. That word can't comes up a lot. And um. When I started realizing how great it felt to get over that barrier, when you get that first hit, it's like, it's not as bad as you thought. Yeah. So that's, that was, that's my teaching lesson. That's how I apply it to life, man. I, I look at life just like this. I mean, you're, you're not looking at somebody who's phony. Like, this is how I am all day. I mean, it's all day long. All day, you know, and I, I wake up like this. Huh? That was the first shift of your mindset, do you think? Yeah, that was the first shift of my mindset. That's where, and I wouldn't even say it's a shift, right? Because my mind wasn't in a place where it needed to shift. Mm-hmm. My mind just enhanced. That's what it did. It was my enhancement. So I was able to see my superpowers. I was able to utilize those superpowers and say, wait a minute, you got it. Oh, this is awesome. It's like Superman. We had, when Superman first started, you know, he didn't know he could fly. He didn't yeah. know he was extra strong until he started visually kind of picking things up. And, oh, I just broke this by mistake. Sorry, I, I don't know what happened, right? And I think all of us have the ability of superpowers, but we just don't pay enough attention to it. Um, my second thing is, was when I started going into Jesus Christ and I started listening to Jesus Christ and reading the story. And I kept on hearing like, you know, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace. I'm like, Prince of Peace? Are you guys reading the same story that I'm reading? Like, 
Well, you think Jesus comes to you like, my child, it's okay. You'll be fine. No, no, no. Jesus was very firm. He didn't play around. He got to his point. He was very direct. He was, he was uh, I call him a spiritual gangster. That's who Jesus Christ yeah. was. You know, and he was like, yo, your I faith is as little as a mustard seed, my friend. Only if you had enough faith, you would have been able to move the mountains. What the heck is wrong with you? You know? Peter, put the sword away, man. You live by the sword, you're going to die by that freaking sword. Put it down, boy. You know, so you, when I look at that, it's like, if the greatest man in the world went through what he went through, the denial, the betrayal, the mm -hmm. beatings, the crucifixion, then what makes us think that we're going to get away and not go through any of that? Mm, that's good. You like that? And I, I like, like that. that. I made it up myself. I, I made that up myself. So your coaching program, tell yeah. us about the coaching program. People want to work with you. How, what do they do? What do you do with them? So the, my coaching program, I have uh, virtual training coaching and I have a lot of worksheets that people get videos. They get phone calls, they get follow-ups, they get emails, they get texts, they get workouts. I mean, they get physical stuff to follow. But what I love is the fact that we're building a relationship. They finally get someone they can talk to and they can actually open up to about the most. That's a critical part of coaching. And I tell coaches that all the time is the relationship you build with your clients. It's everything. Yes, it, it really, it really is. And you know what I'm gonna tell you? It's um, every coaching session is a, learning, is a learning session for both parties. You know, it's, a le it's learning for the coach and for the client. So it's not even coach and client, it's coach and coach, mm -hmm. you know, because we all coach each other, yeah. all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that program, I, re I mean, I really love it. I mean, I get to meet, I have a lady right now that lives in Hawaii and she's teaching me stuff like Kumu means teacher. I didn't even know that. I learned Kumu. She called me her Kumu. I'm like, this is great. I don't <laughs> want to call myself, I don't want to call myself Donovan anymore. <laughs> call me Kumu. You know, Sifu, I'm, I'm, I'm next to you now, bro. Like. Call me Kumu. <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's his name? My name is Kumu. Kumu. He's like Kumu. You got to say it with a Kumu. <laughs> your, 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 your lip got to go Kumu. <laughs> but yeah, so with the coaching stuff, I mean, it's, it's uh, my platform is called My Green Living. And it's all about green. It's be, green means to go. Green means to go and meditate. Green means to go and eat right. Green means to go and exercise. Green means to go and spend time with your family. When you think about green, you think about wealth. You think about health. You think about clean air. You think about everything that represents life, you know? So that's where the name My Green Living come from. Plus, my last name is Green. So I think it made a lot of sense to put that that's in there. Right. And, you're, and you're vegan. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, I'm a vegan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> They call me. It's like we'll have the same thought. Like she's becoming my twin. I don't know if you know. You guys look alike. <laughs> I can't even tell which one is which. <laughs> I need. I need to wear one of these. Then. <laughs> so that's awesome, though. So, Kumo. 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 K U M U. Kumo. <laughs> I forgot the question. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 so what about the vegan? What about it? Well, I was thinking, since I know this is so annoying to you that everyone's like, how are you a vegan? How are you still in such good shape? And I've heard, I've read a lot of what you've you know, talked about, listened to what you've talked about. 
and you're you said you're leaner, you're faster, yep, you feel better. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stuff that you read is like you need protein, protein, protein. So yep. for someone who needs maybe like the cliff notes of being a vegan, like vegan one oh one, yeah. Tell our audience what protein sources, how easy it is. Sure. What you're doing to eat. Because I think people think like you're eating like a carrot, maybe like a nut, <laughs> a piece of lettuce. <laughs> And a glass of water. That's crazy. <laughs> I just had like this whole other thing going, but I'm that's all good though. But that's right. <laughs> I feel my nose getting all runny now. I'm laughing, I'm cracking up. Like I got it. Hang in my nose. Hang in my nose. <laughs> well, you know it's crazy, like because um, so I'm six foot two. Um, 200 pounds. And when I'm ready to lean down, I'll lean down. I go down to like 190. Um, but my strength levels maintain the same. Um, my speed still maintain the same. I was, I did boxing for a while. And, you know, when I decided to do the vegan stuff many, many years back, I was going back and forth to vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian. That's when you eat mm -hmm. fish. Mm -hmm. People were saying, yo, D, yo, you're going to lose all that weight, bro. You're going to get slower, man. You're going to gain no muscles, man. I'm like, what do you see? What? I'm not going to gain no muscles. What? What's that right there, boy? You see those guns right there, boy? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so I, I, didn't, I didn't feel any difference. Um, protein sources is in everything. The biggest lie, well, there's a lot of lies, but one of the biggest lies that they put out there is that you have to have meats to get protein. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the meat, you're not going to get complete proteins. And, you know, they have different types of protein, you know, different forms of aminos. Amino acids are the basic, the basic building block of your proteins. So, um... I put it to the test and I went vegan and went to 100% vegan. And I'm going to tell you, protein is in broccoli. Protein is in spinach. Mm -hmm. Protein is in quinoa. Quinoa is a great source of carbohydrates mm -hmm. as well. It's excellent. Instead of having the rice that's loaded with arsenic, by the way. Okay. Okay. Rice has nothing but arsenic inside of it. You know, you look at that and you're like, wait a minute, that's not the truth. I mean, I'm getting a tons of protein right now. I'm on a 3,000, a 3,600 calorie diet. Just started this a few days ago, so I want to kind of pop my muscles more now, get back into my training, and I don't feel deficient in protein whatsoever. My blood work always comes back excellent, you know, but that's because I learned how to do vegan the right way. A lot of people don't do vegan the right way. Mm -hmm. They go to, they, people don't go to vegan because vegan is not a diet. It's not like a weight loss diet. No, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, it's a lifestyle right? And it's, it's not even, you guys are like twins, man. It's not even like a, a, a healthy diet, right? Because you have unhealthy vegans who eat the same potato chip. Look at it. They can't even stop. <laughs> and the both of y'all look at each other too. Lifestyle. <laughs> Lifestyle. <laughs> it's like we're on a game. <laughs> He's crying. Look at Zemo. He's got tears. He got, he got tears coming out. He's crying hard. Like, damn, man. You guys are awesome. Wipe your eyes, man. <laughs> that made me stop, stop crying too. I can't help it. Oh my God. <laughs> the yeah, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Laughter is good for the soul, baby. I know your listeners are like, yo, these guys are crazy. What's wrong with them? <laughs> He's got to have fun. What's that saying in the back? Love, 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 love. I love that thing in the back, right? Yeah, all the love that we need, man. Love comes through laughter, man. So let me tell you guys something with veganism, though. It's, um, 
this lifestyle is a very, very awesome lifestyle. But I tell people, don't ever feel forced to be a vegan. I'm not one of those haters like, yeah. oh, my God, you're eating steak? I'm going to have to kill you. I'm going to have to rape your children. I mean, they got people that say that. They go to that level like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you're wearing that fur coat. Okay, you know, I, I, I get it. It's animal cruelty. I'm not into all that stuff. However, I tell people, be a hybrid vegan. And a hybrid vegan is just saving a, save an animal's life. You know, have two meals a day that's vegan. You'd be surprised at what that does for the earth. You know, yeah. don't, don't have all your meals with meats. Like, don't do all of that. Can you, give, can you give people an example of a meal like that? Because, again, sure. people hear the terms, they yeah. see stuff, they read stuff, they're influenced by stuff, but sure. they may not really know what you're talking about and may really, like, what's the answer to that? You know, give them, give them an example of two meals a day that they can have that are Like vegan. a vegan one? Sure. Here's, a, here's an awesome breakfast. Basic. Okay. Awesome breakfast, right? You take your gluten-free oatmeal. The reason why I say gluten-free is that most oatmeal tend to be, um, they get to get toxic with, with gluten. They're made in the same factory, so it becomes contaminated. So get gluten-free oatmeal. You take one cup of oatmeal, three cups of water, one tablespoon of organic peanut butter, one tablespoon of flaxseed, and you mix that all together. If you want to add some sweeteners to it, add a Tash of brown sugar or a little bit of agave, agave or maple syrup. That is a meal right there. You, and if you want to put some fats into it, you add some coconut oil into it. It tastes so good. I've never had a client that tried it that said it tastes nasty. They really, really love it. So there you have your complex carbohydrates, you have your proteins, and you have your healthy fats in that one meal. Of course, your omega-3s, okay, through the flax seeds and fiber. So it keeps your, mm -hmm. your system regular. One of the things I notice with a lot of meat eaters is that they're, most of them is very, very constipated. People eat a lot, a lot of meat because if you eat a cow on a Monday and you eat a cow on a Tuesday and you eat a piece of pig on a Wednesday, your stomach is like a pet cemetery. It's like all the animals are stacking on top of it. It takes about 72 hours for that meat to digest out of your body. The first, the first cow you ate. So the wow. second cow was just chilling. Moo, moo. I don't know what's going on. Moo. And when you go to the bathroom, it smells like a toxic waste is dumped out of your butt. And it's like, what happened, right? Because the damn cow is stuck in your butt and it's like trying to get out. Did I get disgusting here? That's what I do. That's how I get most people to stop eating meat for like a day. So check it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat red meat anyway, or pigs. So, so uh, you know. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so check it out. So, right. So when when I look at veganism, pork. <laughs> you eat pork. No. Yeah. Okay. What she said, she don't eat no. What, what don't you eat, Jack? I, what, I, what I don't eat red meat, and then I said I don't eat pigs, but I meant to say pork. <laughs> Pork. <laughs> porky, 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 porky. The, the proper question to ask a vegan is where do you get your B12 from? It's not the protein. B12 is mostly found in animals. Mm -hmm. B12 is not easy to gain from plants. So nutritional yeast, for example, has B12 in the side of it. You know, so you have to know how to get it properly. Now, go back to the first question. You can get that from any Whole Foods market, get it from any natural market. They'll have it, nutritional yeast. You can add it into your soups, into your salads. You can just do all that with it. Um, the second meal, yeah. a second meal is I love soups. I love soups. So we make pea soup, peas. So we use red kidney beans and 
chop up carrots, onions, celery. We'll use turnips. We, we use, uh, I mean, any vegetables that you could think about, we'll just drop it inside of that bad boy. Cook it. We'll use real beans, not the canned stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we use the actual, you got to cook the beans for like two hours. You know, bring it back to the days. You know, we're so fast with microwaves and all that stuff now. Don't bring it back. Be patient. So that's two meals. That's two vegan meals. Give you guys an idea on what that is, how, how to get a good vegan um, meal into your diet. No, kale is a good source of protein. Yeah. And I've read that for people like with thyroid problems, raw kale isn't as good as cooked kale. Like it's better to cook the kale. Is that true? It's, the, it's not. It, well, it's hard to say if it's true or not. It's, it's, it's hard to say if it's true or not because when you're cooking stuff, the reason why, you know, when you're sick, what do they always get you when you're sick? Soup. Soup, right. And the reason why soup is because when you're cooking soup, and you have all the vegetables in the soup, all of the enzymes goes into the broth. It's in the water. So as mm-hmm. you're drinking, you're getting all those natural enzymes. So kale, when you cook the kale, you're getting the whole kale. Whereas if you juice the kale, you're getting only the juice aspect of it. When you cook the kale, you're eating the kale, so you get the fiber from the kale as well. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. yes. Right, so it's, it's, it's hard to say, well, this is better than the other. It's all mm-hmm. about what works for each individual. Now I have one more question. What about getting, like, I do a lot of shakes. Sure. Like, I'm a very, very big fan of the Quest products. My friend turned me on to them a long time ago, Dr. Joe Colella. He wrote a book too, The Appetite Solution. And mm-hmm. I have to say like, that has helped change my life because I have a busy life and then I would skip meals and whatever. And now I don't skip meals. Mm-hmm. You know, I grab a shake, grab a bar, grab some protein chips, whatever it is. It works for me. Good. Um, so you would obviously shake differently. Would you use a soy shake or what do you do? Do you do shakes? Cause I, I heard you say like you drink a lot of smoothies, yep. you drink a lot of juices. Um, what, what's your, what is your answer for the audience for something? Uh, like- when you say shake, you mean like a protein shake? Yeah. Like, so if you wanted to have a shake with a protein source in it, but you're a vegan. Yeah. 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 I use a, I use a product called, I, I, by no means people am I, you know, yeah, endorsing any company. Yeah. So don't go out there and buy anything that yeah. I said. So uh, Vega is one of the companies I love using. Vega is very good. I get about 30 grams of protein from that. As a matter of fact, I just did one that I was sipping before we started the show. Me said, too. Yeah, it was like <laughs> sipping on scissor, <laughs> sipping on vegan scissor. So it's, it's really good. Um, majority of my diet, 80% of my diet is smoothies and juices. And people mm-hmm. refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, why do you do that? I said, well, the time it takes you to cook your food, you done killed a lot of time already, you know? Yeah. I just drop things in a blender and, and drink. And when you're eating, my food is already going into my bloodstream and my body's doing what it needs to do. That's how I keep my body lean. It's like, it doesn't need to fight so much. My digestive tract gets a lot of rest time. When I want to let my, digestion, my, di- my digestive tract work, that's when I have the soups or I have the quinoa and I do the solid stuff, you know? So um, with protein, though, my shakes are normally based with the Vega or um, there's another company called BN Labs that I use. Uh, this company is another awesome, very clean company, mm-hmm. clean products. And, uh, you know, I love clean stuff. Me know? too. Yeah. Our bodies are not made to become garbage, tra- garbage cans. And we treat our bodies like garbage cans. We just drop everything inside of it. We, everything in this country is celebrating through food. Somebody, somebody get a job, they eat. Somebody get married, they eat. Somebody dies, they eat. Somebody, I mean, yeah. we eat for everything. So, you know, I teach people to stop doing that. Look at food as information, not, not entertainment. If you were going to give people 
three keys to really make their life better. Mm-hmm. Yep. To reset and be whole. What would, your, what would your three tips be? Your top three. Wow, that's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. Number one would be gratitude. Spend every day being grateful. Spend at least five minutes being grateful. People say five minutes is a long time. Then that means that you have a long way to go. Being grateful is simple. You take a deep breath in and you look around and just look at everything you have and be grateful for that, including your problems. Don't always be grateful for the good stuff. Be grateful for the bad stuff too because that helps to build your character. The second thing embodies three things. Second thing is your three Vs, as in Victor, your three Vs. The first one is valuable. The second one is valued. And the third one is value. You know, what do you hold valuable in your life? You know, second one, valued. Are you valued by your spouses, your loved ones, your bosses, your children? Third one, do you hold value to yourself? Do you see the value that you're placing into this earth? Mm-hmm. So that's, the, that's what I mean when I say it's three in one. That's I get a pass on that? I get a pass on that one? Pass on that. That's good. All right. So, bam, boom, pow. Bam. So, double, so, double your money. Pull oh, you said double. That's what I thought. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> the third one, the third one is, I'm not going to get religious because I'm not a religious person. I'm more spiritual. Mm-hmm. But the third one is to remember that God is in front of everything. Yes. Everything. Everything. There's not one thing I could name that God should not be in front of. No. So that's the three. That's, that's the three things I would tell people to really stop and sit back and anchor, anchor their mind to that if you really want to hit that reset button. You have a mantra that I love, and it is your body is just a body until you make it a temple. A temple, yeah. I wear yeah. this bracelet that I had made. My girlfriend makes them, and they're called lifestyle bands, but I had her put my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's nice. Because I, and I wear these mantra bands too. Like I don't wear everything all the time, obviously, but I like to all, well, I wear my chain all the time, actually. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but besides that, no, because I feel like you always need your constant reminder of what's up. That's right. You know what I mean? And then, yes. especially if you're going through a reset, like I always say, like have things around you to remind you what you're doing. So you do continue to walk that walk yeah. until it's, until it is a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, I love it. Lifestyle. I love so it. What do we have to look forward to Mr. Donovan Green. What do you have coming up? Oh my gosh. I have a lot coming up. A lot coming up. Can I say it again? A lot, a lot. coming up. <laughs> you're in the theaters now. People, I, I know. Yeah. yeah. I made it. I made it. I'm, Yep, cheer workouts made it into the movie theaters. We we went out to five five thousand plus theaters throughout the country. Um, the so biggest cool. thing I'm looking to do next, though, I have a second book that's coming out. You know, it's a motivational piece that's given the stories of me growing up and how I applied certain things into life and how people can take those little stories and those little nuggets and apply it to their life as well. I'm very big on the inspiration thing. Um, I want to start getting out there into the world a lot more, do a lot more public speaking, get involved with more people so I can inspire more people in person. In person, I'm crazy. You know, I'm all about energy. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. It's like if I'm, from, if I'm in front of 50,000 people, do you nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm going to make somebody else nervous by looking at them. And, you know, like, <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm going to focus on you until I get over the nervousness, you know? So, but the whole thing right now for me, man, is just spreading love, man, and just letting people understand that God rules everything. You know, I'm not afraid to get out there and say that. People, oh, my God, how can he say that? He's offending people. I don't care. I, I don't care. 
So one of the things in my book I talk about a lot is, and this is really like one of the real veins through the book, other than the spiritual weight loss, sure. is that you can love a problem away. Do you yes, believe you can. that? Yeah, yeah. I believe you, that everything can be solved with love. You can love everything. any problem away. Yeah. Everything. I've, I've, I've had moments where, listen, I've had moments where my wife was very, very nervous about for, for people. Because many years ago, I was that dude where I would come to your house and I would rock you. Dude, that was just my personality back then, right? Where I just wasn't that guy to play around with. Like, you don't ever, ever <laughs> threaten my family or do none of that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but there were situations where my wife was rocking, like, please, I hope that he doesn't do anything, right? Oh, my and goodness. And I just, I said, yo, babe, listen, listen, listen. I'm just going to love the individual. I'm going to smile at them. You know, I don't want to be negative because love heals love, right? Yes. In the Bible, once again, you, you listen, mm-hmm. darkness. How do, you, how do you defeat darkness? With light. light. With light, you know? And how do you defeat hate? With, With love. love. You know, that's the yin and the yang. So <laughs> I believe in that. Both of you got to stop. <laughs> young, right? I mean, like, both of you got to love and hate. <laughs> like, together, you got to, like, click, clang. I like it. But that's a great question, though. I love that question. I mean, we could do this all day, man. Oh, my I, gosh. I, yeah, the love the problem away, it's so important. And if people put that in their core, and I mean, for me, it's definitely putting God first because he'll lead your steps. Yeah. You know, regardless of someone's religion, he'll yes. lead your steps. I, like, I love the fact that you said that. Yeah, if you, if you let him. If you let I, him. Love, I love what you said, regardless of your religion. Yeah. You know, because I can't, I can't condone hatred for someone because no. they're they choose another path in life. I think that's crazy. It's ridiculous because love doesn't have any of that stuff. There's no, no, No. and people forget that. They forget it. They do. They do. There's an eternal, there's an eternal life that's happening. Right. And when God created each one of us, he made each one of us in our own expression. We're unique expressions of God. So when people say, well, I've never seen God, I'm like, look in the mirror. You know, mm-hmm. look in that mirror. That's that's pretty much what God looks like. He's a reflection of you. So, well, they can powers... made in an image of Him. Correct. You know, so get that together. You know, but I want to tell you guys before we wrap up because I know we're coming to the end. But the average person has anywhere between sixty-five to seventy thousand thoughts per day, right? Mm-hmm. And and those thoughts tend to become very repetitive. They think about the same things every day. It's so natural they become numb to those thoughts, but they don't realize that those thoughts, in fact, become the cell membrane of your brain. Mm-hmm. And those cell membranes become all the other trillions of cells in your body. So if you're somebody who worries a lot, you're going to become that individual. Somebody who's always scared, you're going to become that individual. Um, but people need to start learning how to shift that thought, get away from those 70,000 negative thoughts and focus more on more positive ones, right? Mm-hmm. And learning how to look at trials and tribulations as trials and tribulations. We all have a door path. We got to open up the door, go in the next room. Hey, yo, that room don't look so good. Okay, get out. Go to the next room. Yeah. And I, I tell them, if you got a problem with that, you know, think about life as a, as a photo. It's like a camera, right? Life is like a camera. You know, you, you, you see something you want, you focus on that something, and you press the button and you take the picture, right? And then now you have to go and develop the picture. Okay, guess what? I want to lose weight. I lost 10 pounds. I took the focus. Now I got to develop that. Now I want to lose 15 pounds. Okay, guess what? Now you, you got that thing together. You developed it. Now, if you don't like the picture, guess what? You retake another picture. Yes. That, that's it. You take another shot. 
And, and that's how people need to start looking at their lives. Use the things that we have every day and analyze your heart, for example. Your heart does this, right? On an EKG, it goes yeah. up, it goes down. The heart does that. The heart is always there to remind you this is what life is. Life is going to go up, it's going to go down. It's going to go up, it's going to go down. Beautiful. But guess what? The heart is still beating strong. It doesn't stop. It keeps on pumping that blood through the lungs and pumping the blood to the brain and all that other stuff. So that's how I want your listeners to start grasping that. And I don't know who this message is going to, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that's, that's hearing this yeah. and they're like, you know what? He's right. Yeah, because if your heart doesn't stop, why do you? Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Give me a hug. Big hug. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I love it. That was a good word. <laughs> that was a good word. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, will you come on again, please? Yeah. Anytime you guys want me on. You, first of all, you guys are doing some great, some very important things. And I, I really want your listeners to understand the energy and the information you're bringing to them. And they need to get out there and spread that word, you know, spread it. Thank Let people you. know exactly what's being done. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's See that always smile? a pleasure. Always mm -hmm. a pleasure, my friend. Yes. Thank yes, you. sir. You're Thank an you. Amazing, amazing interview. And um, anything else that you wanted to tell everybody before you leave? And How please can they tell find them you? where they, yeah. Yeah, they could actually, you know what? They could actually, most people normally give like a sales thing, but yeah. uh, they could actually find me on Facebook and I have a group called Breakthrough to Balance. It's okay. a private group. And if they come in the group, I'll accept them in the group. And they could just tell me exactly, okay, I got, I got you know, I heard you on, on the reset and I want to get in the group. So that's it. That's pretty much it. That's awesome. I'm not, I'm not plugging any sales, nothing whatsoever. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Because I think people want to talk to people, but they also want to feel safe. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the thing. So, Absolutely. all right. Well, thank you, Donovan. You're amazing. Congratulations and God bless you on everything you're doing. Thank you. Awesome, brother. Muchas gracias. Well, once again. Didn't you say it in French? Well, bonjour <laughs> means hello and au revoir means goodbye. <laughs> I'll say it. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Merci, thank you very much. <laughs> yo, listen, I'm Jamaican, so y'all, big respect. You know what I'm saying? Respect. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Well, I don't know how to say goodbye tonight, so I think we'll just say thank you for, thank watching, you for watching Reset. <laughs> and you deserve to believe in you. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>